0: Welcome to episode forty-seven of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast, we're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod. Tune in, and of course, family, we are on Spotify. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? All right, now what do we call in this episode? Took that ring out <laughs> that song about Beyonce cheating on Beyonce's mother cheating on her dad. But anyway, all right. So getting right into the Ratchet Minute, what we got we got.
1: So uh we're gonna we're gonna move right into the ratchet minute with Wendy Williams. Um, I hold Wendy Williams close to my heart. Um, I haven't listened to Wendy for so long, so so long, and I know you know a lot of people don't you know she wrote people the wrong way, but I love her. But, you know, uh, Whitney has been going through her, you know, her trials and tribulations with her husband. um, And behind the scenes, I actually have some friends that used to produce for her show. And some of the stories they tell me about how terrible her husband is. Man, mm. it's 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 a it's a well known uh secret that he is he's just awful. But anyway, you know, she's been in the news. Um she recently she took a two month hiatus from her show. She had Nick Cannon guest hosting for her and some other people. Um, but she came on her show, I guess it was last week, and she said that she had been in a sober house. So Do you believe
0: that? Good lord. I could no, I, I could you, know,
1: you know she's very open about her cocaine addiction, you know, from her early years.
0: But now it's crack. She never I never heard her talk about the crack up until this past couple weeks.
1: No, she talked about she talked she she said she used to smoke crack in in the uh, she used to do overnight and she would smoke crack, you know, while she was doing her show. So she, she's very open about that. She said she never actually went into um I guess what people do when they try to get off crack, they go to like the not rehab, the, yeah, rehab. Yeah, she'd never done rehab. She just kind of did it cold <laughs> turkey. Um, but you know, she's back in the sober house now because apparently, um, you know, her her husband Kevin Hunter has this mistress,
0: mm-hmm. Sharina.
1: Sharina, mm-hmm. and and supposedly, you know, Sharina lives in their neighborhood. He didn't bought her a house in their neighborhood. Ain't that um, about trifliness? Girl and the rumor is is that um she just gave birth to his his kids. She went mm-hmm. to Jersey. Um she had she you know she gave birth to his seed, yo. So, she just had so Wow. so apparently, you know, from what I understand, what I've been reading is that he made Wendy go into a sober house while his side chick was giving birth. I guess, I don't know, to minimize the drama or to help her mental state or whatever, but um, so she, recently, she's been in there, I guess she's been in there maybe like five weeks or so, but um, she, the latest pictures of her on the internet, she took that ring off, and Wendy got a huge ring. You understand? That shit is huge. Mm -hmm. She bought bought herself a huge rock. (laughs) 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 Go big or go home. So, you know, I you know I I love Wendy. I love Wendy Williams. So I really want her to, you know, I'm all about cutting dead weight from your life, and mm-hmm. I believe he is he's dead weight. You know, he your son that. is grown. He's in college
0: now. Let him go. Let yeah, him- it's I, you know I'm. I'm still in shock that she even, I mean, she's the queen, like you're saying, she's the queen of talk, people, she's rubbed people the wrong way, I still have a lot of love for her, like, I grew up with Wendy on a radio station in New York, she was on Hot 97, got kicked off there, went to Philly for a while on Exile, and then she came back, so I've been rocking with her since she's been on the radio, now, her revelations with with the drugs kind of been to me for the last 10 years, this is what I've recently heard, but I didn't hear, but I didn't know about the crack. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know about the the crack part. I knew about the, co- the cocaine part. I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was crack a part of it. But um, who you know, and as there are people, you know, myself sometimes included, where you can give everybody else the greatest advice, but it's hard to follow your own advice. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, just on the outside looking in. I'm looking at her, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, that man. I I don't. He's her manager. He's the, the executive producer. And I'm like, but who? But who is he really? <laughs> yeah, he, he's all that entitled.
1: Uh, my home, my home, my home girl who was a uh, producer on a
0: show, um, a TV show. It, that's all entitled. He don't do no fucking work. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I was like, he like shook nice brother to me. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought he was her bodyguard. I thought that's how he started out. If I could be wrong. So, you know, I'm just uh, prayers up to to Wendy because she's obviously going through a lot. Yeah. And, um you know her health is is she i watched the show tonight tonight um mm-hmm. uh, and it was good i mean you know she seemed like she's keeping it together i did see her ring but she said she took off the ring mm-hmm.
1: when she, she was has breathing. it back on while she's on camera but when she was leaving the sober house she had it off but remember that time when i was down there at your house and we were watching and i was like this wendy is i haven't seen wendy
0: um in a, her show in a long time, um, yeah. Since so she was all out of it, that was that was like the day before she fell out.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> like, this is what is this is weird. I know I haven't watched this in a while, but yeah. it's not all the way there. I don't know what's going well, on.
0: You called it because then the next day she did her um Statue of Liberty uh she fall out mm-hmm. on on stage.
1: Well, that, that was that Statue of Liberty. That was that would happen like a, a year or two ago.
0: But that's when you was that's what the time you talking about? Because then after that she <laughs> fell out. I thought that happened before then. Um, girl, I don't know. I I'm gonna that, take out the I
1: family. <laughs> I thought that happened before then, but um but anyway, it, regardless, I hate the word regardless of that. Um she's back and you know, you know, I get it together, Wendy. I we we're rooting for you. We are definitely rooting yeah. for you. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So okay. anyway,
0: moving along. All right. So I wanted to, have you seen this video? There's a video circulated on Twitter. It's a video of Cardi B where she's talking about back in the day, how she used to drug and rob dudes. Have you seen the video? I, I saw a post
1: about it. I didn't click on it. Okay.
0: Well, I clicked. So basically (laughs) it's Cardi B and her, own. you know, it's Cardi B. So you know how she, her delivery is. So she says back in the day, you know, I guess she was trying to pay for studio time. She was talking about how expensive it was. You know, she like sounded like she needed like $50,000 to be in the studio. So she says she would pretend to be a prostitute and take men to a hotel where she would drug them and then rob them. So this is her exact words. She says, oh, yeah, you want to fuck me? Yeah, yeah, let's go to this hotel. And I drug niggas up, and I robbed them. That's what I used to do. Nothing was motherfucking handed to me, my nigga. Nothing, nothing. So for a bitch to say I don't deserve shit, I know they are fucking bugging because they do not know, fucking know the shit I had to do so somebody would take me out because nobody wanted to fuck with me. Nobody. And she was like almost in tears. So now there's this online petition where they're asking people, to uh, the police to start investigating, um, you know, because this is a statement. So what do you think about this?
1: Girl, she has she has uh, ignited the barbs. They coming after her. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki has, Nikki has um, unleashed the barbs on her. I, I think this is something that she could have kept to herself. The
0: yes, damn well, stuff!
1: Girl, way too but much. I know, probably, I, I know this probably happened within like the last, you know, you know, five or six or seven years. The statute of limitations has not reached its limit, so this is a story you could have kept to yourself.
0: Please, please, you're doing too much, sis. You're doing too much.
1: This is keeping it way. This is when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> way wrong.
0: Like damn, homie, you about to you about to catch a case off of Twitter? Not oh, cool. No, 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 no. I think
1: she should. She should. She's
0: quiet. You need a lawyer now. She need a lawyer to tell. Like, look, there is a statute against incriminating yourself. Please, mm-hmm. she should have pled the fifth. So party yeah. man yeah. i mean you know it has the potential to not go anywhere but you know i mean just the world that we live in and and you know she got a she got a whole school of haters as you said the barbs i know they had a name but mm-hmm. now i get it <laughs> They that you know <laughs> that are out for blood so mm-hmm. a, this will die on the vine but girl what kind of what kind of life is that?
1: I can't even imagine. First of all, I can't even imagine pretending to be a fucking prostitute. <laughs>
0: Number one.
1: <laughs> Number one. Then to actually like pretend to go through the whole thing, go to the hotel, drug this motherfucker, and, and, and then go and shit. Like I so you know what? Um kind of sidebar. So you know, <laughs> go I did that. Um I was a guest host on Termigate Talk, and I yeah. talked about how um, Hardcore was like my favorite album. You know, look, I love, I'm a, I forever love Lil Kim. That's like my favorite album. And mm-hmm. thinking back when I was rapping these lyrics so hard, this was so far from my lifestyle. <laughs> 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 there was no way I was doing any of this shit.
0: Taking in the bud, yes, yes, bud. What? What?
1: what? what? Girl, I probably had barely had sex with one person back then. <laughs> But I knew all the lyrics. So I'm like, this is something I could not even imagine even doing. Like, not even in my, I can't even fathom. But anyway, people have their own past, you know,
0: how to get to where they are, you know. So, you know, she obviously lifted herself up from um, her boots, well, her thong strap. So
1: (laughs) her uh, her clear heels.
0: (laughs) She pulled herself up by the pole. And, then, and there you go. There so, um, <laughs> whew, child, I just hope it doesn't lead to. Oh man, yeah. All right, Cardi, that
1: story. That story she could have kept that story. You know, she has, she is mm-hmm. way too much to lose at this point or jeopardize. Yeah.
0: You know, she she told a story in a shower cap, so people gonna be mad about about just about that. <laughs> You was robbing niggas, and you got a shower cap on? (laughs) Oh, God.
1: (laughs) That's not not like a a whole uh 90s song robbing <laughs> niggas drugging them and, and robbing them i'm sure somebody rapped about it back in the 90s i
0: know they did that's i'm like i need is the kim the little kim said somebody said somebody it.
1: did i'm pretty sure I something so i'm pretty sure somebody did i know somebody did i just gotta i gotta jog my memory
0: yeah, right. All all these lyrics I got in my head. Oh, my <laughs> killing and killing shit I had knew nothing about. Right. As I go to class <laughs> get to get to class on time. <laughs> As I'm trying to get out the hallway before the bell rings. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> my little scary ass.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about running packs down the block.
1: Girl. all right. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: That life you live. Okay, all right. All Where
1: right. are we? <laughs> I feel like every time we get to the Woke Minute, I'm laughing.
0: <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta, get the sillies out.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should start with the Woke Minute.
0: No, because it'll right. be all downhill from there. No,
1: all right. we'll be crying going into the ratchet. All right, all right. So <laughs> we're at the Woke Minute. Excuse me. And, um, this story, I, it, so the woke minute, we kicking this off, um, about the Atlanta child murders and this thing, let me tell you back in the eighties when there was a miniseries mm-hmm. that came on TV, you know, back then it was all about the miniseries on TV yep. and yep. there was one on the Atlanta child murders. And I'm telling you yeah, that shit, the motherfucking shit out of me for a long time. Do you remember that? Do you oh remember that? God oh my god and there was a man in my neighborhood that was kind of weird and everybody would say stay away from him girl i stayed away because (laughs) yeah i didn't want him to get me but yeah this um after i saw that documentary man i was and I, i was petrified and i think at the end of this documentary they hadn't found did they find the man
0: i don't know they Uh, um, had them they knew who it was and it's it's this they they had an idea the the guy who's wayne williams and you know he was kind of kind of weird and right i mean just i remember that minute it was the miniseries because i was trying to think you know i was i kind of remember the the reports Mm -hmm. you know they came in spurts but that miniseries and that was around the time where um
1: Adam, remember Adam from Florida? Yeah, and you know,
0: Adam was was right around my, my era. Like, I remember that. I remember, you know, like they had, like, um, they had film of it, mm-hmm. you know, his last minutes, and that was so crazy. And that was it's his father, John Walsh. Yeah, who has the oh, that was the re- behind the show. America's right, was his son. I remember that. This so was a, this was a this was a bad
1: to grow up in the 80s as a kid because this show. So if you guys are not familiar with Atlanta child murder, so back between 1979 and 1981, there were at least like 28 kids in the uh, black children in the Atlanta area that were kidnapped and were later found murdered and um they never really found the person who did it so they arrested wayne williams he's been he's been serving a life sentence for the murder of two adults mm-hmm. supposedly he's proclaimed his innocence ever since he was arrested even up to this day but they never found a, you know the person who murdered these kids so now they're reopening the 22 cases, um, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, I like her name Keisha, and Police Chief Erica Shields, they're going to take another look at, these, at this case. And actually, hmm. I think over the weekend, um, Will Packard, he's a producer, he's produced uh, a lot of movies What Men Want, Breaking In, Night School, Girls Trip, almost like uh, he has a lot of film under his belt. So he produced a three part series, uh, which premiered on the Investigative, uh, investigative Discovery Channel on Saturday. Um, just re-examining those murders and kind of just bringing it back up. There's a lot of documentaries that are, are really, you know, people are doing a lot of documentaries about a lot of illicit stuff. So this yeah. is another documentary. Um, so I, I, girl, he was on The View. I just saw a clip of The View, um, last night. And one of the mothers of, uh, like a, I think this girl was like maybe 12 years old, <sighs> catch my breath so she was on here and she was just telling about the the last time that she saw her daughter the last day and let me tell you I c- cried for 10 minutes mm. after, after she talked about her daughter and um, you know she was missing and the next time she found her you know she was tied to a tree with her ear and her lips cut off mm. I can't even imagine that happening to somebody I um, that I love you know, so, yeah. you know, hopefully, you know, if this person didn't do it, I've you know, hopefully somebody needs to pay for these crimes because these were kids. And, you know, we were just, Sean, you know, we were just talking offline about me. You know, I used to work with kids and be in the classroom for a while and I wanted to get back in it because, you know, kids just hold. I don't have any kids myself, but kids are just they hold a special place in my heart. I just love little black kids. And, you know, um I don't know it just brings tears to my eyes and just makes my heart hurt so bad because you know America doesn't care about little black babies yeah you know and it, it's amazing that some of my friends have never even heard of this and I'm like are you kidding me this should terrorize me as a kid
0: yeah wow. I mean you think like this is all it was almost 40 years ago you know almost almost 40 years and I I Like, like you said, I remember, I remember the, the news reports and it was just kind of like a blip, you know, like a, it it wasn't a big thing, you know, Mm -hmm. because mainly because you're talking about black kids, little black Mm -hmm. kids and they was disappearing all over Atlanta Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and really all over the country. So, you know, um, kudos to Will Packer for bringing shedding light on this again. I mean, I'm just looking like, yo, we're talking about more than, more than Gotta Thirty something years. to be It was in the eighties, so I know I was probably like at least six or seven. So yep. was,
1: you know, 30, I, I remember
0: years. being little, but I remember being scared. You know, oh, just man. being scared to go outside. look, oh,
1: um, you, you know, know, and this is this is something that we we just you know we watch it on TV and it scared us. Imagine that being in your neighborhood in your city. You know, is like every week a kid is popping up that Found murder, mm. girl. Whoo. Mm.
0: Now, I you know I really like to do not like to do, but I think there's you know the disappearance of black kids all across the country. Now I was reading something with the dis with the amount of black children that are missing, mm-hmm. and in Washington D.C. alone is staggering. Mm-hmm. You know, and where these kids come, whether you know there's talks of you know the underground market for body parts, mm-hmm. which. You know, I really like to do more of an investigative, just just research on this because it's a it's a big issue, and I think now that we have more of a platform now, you know, in terms of Black Lives Matter and you know all the social uh climate now, this is the time where it's coming, you know, where we're we're dealing with these matters now. Yeah, we're yeah. looking at it way more than we used to. So, yeah, this was this was a heavy one, mm-hmm. really was. Yeah, so I'm um. Gonna, um I'm gonna
1: eventually get to this documentary. I know I got to get myself. I got to get in the right mindset. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to finish all three parts of it, cause I. It's, but I'm. A, I'm gonna attempt to watch it and um, and you know, see if there's any. You know, just see what you know. If there's any new information um that comes to light from this, but man, yeah. it's just this. This is heartbreaking. Still,
0: it yeah, was. Well, it. It was. It was. It still is. So. Yeah. Um, but hopefully the investigation will turn up either um, well, like you said, some new. I'm sure there's new DNA evidence, something um, to point at. You know who who was the, uh, you know who abducted and killed all these children. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all right, all right. Well, um, moving on to a little bit uh, a different issue, but still an issue at all. So. Um, this past weekend, I watched a documentary called "One Nation Under Stress." So, um, it was done by Sanjay Gupta, who I believe he is—is is he a cardiologist? You know, kind of made famous by Oprah. Um, but he made a documentary which was all about stress. Um, you know, stress—the kind of stress that takes over your overall health and you know your well-being. So, he went around in this documentary, spoke to doctors and scientists, really trying to figure out how. You know, the United States, a country that spends almost four trillion dollars a year on healthcare, has a dwindling life expectancy and, re- you know, really low mortality, uh, really high mortality rates. Um, what this documentary pointed out is that the numbers have been really serious for white people in most recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a surge in the death of white middle aged Americans over the last 10 years. So what Sanjay Gupta, uh, what he posed, which I thought was a really good theory and I wanted to kind of flesh it out, he says, you know, basically white people were born and bred and raised to think that they were, you know, going out, going forth and kind of inheriting the earth. And he says, and what happened is it's been this big disappointment with amongst whites because that really didn't happen. So, because they have this idea of superiority, and he didn't say those words, but that's what I got out of the whole thing. And coming to find out that they're not as superior as they thought they were, you know, it's causing them what's called like this existential stress because it's tied to their identity. So, once their identities are you know, tried and tested, you know, that whether that's, you know, the long hours talking about, you know, technology, all these different things that cause this, this stress, which is new for them. They're having a real, this population is having a really, really, really hard time dealing with it. So what do they do? They self-medicate, you know, you talk about heroin overdoses amongst, amongst teens. Um, obesity, you know, uh, they talk about the, the rate of suicide, all these things that are happening in very high numbers to white people. So I pose, you know, just in looking at it is, you know, well, what about the black community? You know, black people traditionally, I believe, you know, have always dealt with this like chronic, we're always in a chronic state of stress. You know, we have systemic oppression. They don't. So our stress levels, you know, very, very high, but we have dealt with it in different ways for white people. It is now this new issue. It's, it's an epidemic for them. So, you know, not to say that we all do experience some level of, uh, you know, we, we all experience stress. And what the documentary did say was that you need um, you need certain levels of stress. We need to have fight or flight responses. So if you go out in, you know, say the wild and, you know, you look at the zebra, you know, the zebra's always on the lookout or, you know, is it going to be eaten? How's it going to get its food? You know, is it, is it hunted? So it it has this level of stress that it needs to survive. But the difference is once that stress has alleviated, it says, you know, it's like, a minute or two where their life might be in danger. But after that minute or two is over, they go back to, you know, eating grass and, and, you know, basically enjoying life and that most people, white people mostly, but most people don't have that mechanism where they can come down from that stress. And this is, it's causing death, you know, it's causing bad health and it's causing deaths. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you, what do you think about all of this? Well,
1: I can only come from, um, speak from a Black woman's perspective, <laughs> but, you know, I, I kind of, I can't, I guess I can relate to this, you know, because living as a Black person um, in this climate, I think from the gate, we just, we have uh, stressful lives. Just, we're just born until we, we inherited it. I think, you know, we kind of talked about it offline um, and we've, it's become a part of us that it's just a part of how we live. We live st- stressful you know right so I and I I guess you know if you come from a um if you come from a background where like you said you uh you've been taught that you're going to inherit the earth um that you're superior everyone else is beneath you and you're entitled to to the good life and you don't get it it's sometimes it's it's hard to uh to accept um it's so interesting when I see these um these articles about um how Americans are not uh reproducing at uh, a high rate like you know uh and i'm like what they don't say is is white white people i'm living about the ridges having some kids right here <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got the babies now
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> we got Instagram pages just dedicated to our babies. <laughs> you, know what
1: I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? But um, but stress, you know, you know, stress, I mean, it's something that definitely can kill you. Um, it manifests in your life in so many different ways. Um, and even as a person, you know, just to kind of have a little bit of disclosure, like I was um doctors have been saying I have high blood pressure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Life for me, I'm like, I don't understand why because I eat relatively healthy, I'm not the you know, the healthiest eater, but okay. I eat relatively healthy. I don't eat a lot of, um, a lot of bad foods, but you know, I was thinking like, I think a lot of it has to do with how st- stress has manifested itself in my life. I've had some traumatic experiences growing up, some stuff that I'm still processing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, and I, and I, I noticed that when I think about these things, how it affects my body, like I can feel my heart beating a little bit faster. I can feel, uh, my face, my body gets, uh, elevated in temperature. I can feel like I'm getting hot. I get antsy. Um, so, you know, I think as, as people, as humans, uh, we just have to find a way to, um, to find that happy place and, and find out what our triggers are and just do what we have to do, um, to relieve our stress that is not, um, it's not done by drugs and alcohol. Right. Um, like, you know, I think back in the day, there was a, I guess there's truth to it that there was a, um, that black people don't commit suicide, but um in the way that white people do. But when you look at it, we do it, but it's it's at a a, a lifestyle. Yes, a, a, a lifestyle. We you know, right. we, we drink our pain away, we do you know, we do drugs, some people do drugs, so it's still a, a form of suicide, it just takes a little bit longer to happen.
0: Right, right. And to add on to what you were saying, you know, um, because the same thing, I was diagnosed with having high blood pressure. And, you know, one on the one end, it's like you can inherit stress. So, there, you know, I used to think, well, it's something in the blood or, you know, it's something because there are other people in my immediate family that have high blood pressure. So, you know, they put you on medication and, you know, you take the medication and then, you know, you're like, oh, I feel better and I'm off of it. But when you think of the triggers of what What makes your pressure high? It's all of the stressors of life, you know? So if you, you know, think if you're not exercising regularly, you know, that can, that starts high blood pressure. So just the idea of like, you know, if you're in a, in a work environment and you're sitting all day or, you know, the job itself in and of itself is stressful, you're drinking coffee, which contributes to your high blood pressure, you know, you're eating, you know, food that is not, um you know, conducive for, for your health, all of these things contribute to that high blood pressure. And it's basically like you get to a point, you know, like my, like, you know, I was saying the story about the zebra out in the wild, it needs a certain amount of stress to survive. But once you come off of that you know that in out of that stressful situation you got to find a way to de-stress you got to find a way to come down mm-hmm. and one of the things that i've incorporated into my life is spending you know at least 15 minutes every day doing something to relieve stress even if i don't necessarily feel like i'm stressed you need to incorporate something every day where you are you know you're coming off of that routine of you know being in fight-or-flight mode when there's nothing really to fight or flight against mm-hmm. so you know whether that's just taking a deep breath pushing you know pushing back from the desk and doing stretches i meditate a lot you know and i've noticed that meditation for me has so decreased my stress levels uh, aside from moving to florida and being out in your sun which has helped tremendously you know getting the sunshine um, being able to you know get out and exercise has really decreased my uh, high blood pressure and just my stress levels um, on top of that. And what I learned is that you can actually regrow your the neurons in your brain. you can actually, heal your brain yourself just by taking 10, 15, 20 minutes out of your day every day, just de stressing, doing something that you have control over. What like like I said, whether that's just breathing, you know, at a at a control pace, something incorporate on a daily, on a daily basis, um, to combat the stress. Mm-hmm. Take yourself, you know to come off, come off that ledge. Cause we all get there, we all do it, you know, we all have stresses in our lives, but mm-hmm. the perspective is changing depending on, you know, what perspective we have, how we handle it, um, dictates, you know, what, what level we're on, you know, cause we all handle it differently. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just thought Really interesting um, documentary. Like I said, it was more skewed for you know, the information was, was more about whites, you know, and this the new stress levels that they're experiencing. <laughs> and like I said, I'm just looking at it like man, whatever. We were <laughs> with it. <laughs> <for> <laughs> <my life." laughs> but, but I'm also seeing I, <laughs> but it also made me um, think, you know, I'm also seeing a resurgence, I guess, with us as black women, um, a little bit with black men, but just you know, getting really into self care. Yeah, because yeah. that you know that is that's so important, and that mm-hmm. to me is the piece that was missing in this documentary. You know, where these people were you know, you know, living these very stressful lives, and it's like they didn't have that piece to me. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm, I'm seeing that, and I you know, I see it on social media, and I maybe I'm you know, I'm noticing it amongst my friends and and you know, and others where. We are just, we're just really way more into ourselves in a good way.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah and it's
0: benefiting us. Yeah.
1: there And there's definitely increase of people that are, um, that are um, seeking therapy. I actually yes. was talking to one of my homeboys last week about his therapy. His, he's been in therapy. He started when he was married. They weren't having, you know, I guess marriage counseling. And then once he and his wife got a divorce, he just continued on having therapy with the same doctor. And he said, you know, it was just, and the doctor that he used was a a black female doctor. So I was like curious about, you know, you know, his experience with that. But, um, he said it's changed his life in so many different ways. And I could, I could really I actually just met him, but just in talking to him, I can, I can really see the way he was explaining things and the way he his thought process and how he processed information. I could tell somebody was talking to him and he has, you know, I could tell that he's been in therapy because the way that he was just explaining things, you know, he he was, you know, he caught me a couple of times. Like, wait a minute. uh Uh-uh, nope, mm -mm, nope. And he kind of corrected me on some things and I was like, yeah, okay. Okay. I get it. Yep. Yep. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think I, I encourage a lot of people to to, um, to go into therapy, even if you don't think anything is wrong, but it's just good to to kind of um, decompress and kind of get thoughts out of your head to someone who's neutral in your situation.
0: I'm so, I'm all for it. And, um, I, and I love it. And, you know, there used to be a stigma attached to it, you know, but mm-hmm. now I think, like I said, in line with this new, uh, I guess, a surge of self-care that, you know, blacks we we're all we're engaging in this like this is a part of it you know mm-hmm. going go and take it your mental health is is a part of it's a part of your overall health yep it really is yep. take care of it yep all right well, that's some good stuff, good stuff but um unfortunately or fortunately we've got to move on it's moving on <laughs> Ooh, it's time to turn the lights down low. <laughs> Like candles. <laughs> Pull on your window curtain.
1: <laughs> Burst All right.
0: So we are at the weekend report. All right, so this one is pretty short and sweet, but hopefully is long and long long and hard. All right. So this she says. Uh, we have a beautiful listener who says, help, I feel very self-conscious about giving oral sex. Can you give me some advice that might help me enjoy it more? All right. So this is a department that I can definitely talk about. This comes up a lot. A lot. It does. <laughs> we should teach a class. <laughs> let
1: me stop.
0: Because we need to be scared. Okay, let me stop. Okay. So my advice, dear heart... Um, practice makes perfect. That's number one. Um, I like it. So, I'm. Um, she didn't really say what was it that she doesn't enjoy. It's just, she, she says she's self-conscious. So I'm assuming, you know, is it the eye contact that can go on when you're down there and he's looking at you? I mean, I don't, I don't know. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with it. I'm thinking, you know, maybe it is, is it, hygiene or, you know, the idea that he might splooge right in your face. I don't know what it is. So um, I would suggest to her maybe do like a shower together, you know, where they can kind of wash each other up. She knows, you know, everything is, is spick and span and clean. Um, and then, you know, maybe some whipped cream. I like whipped cream. Um, chocolate is a bit messy, but I know some people like it. But the whole point is to kind of take baby steps and set the mood for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm going to say, you have to decide if you're going to swallow from the get go. Um, don't want no surprises. Don't want the jizz in your hair. So, you know, maybe make it a conversation and ask him, you know, during foreplay, like where you want it, you know, if you're not going to swallow it kind of, um, set the mood for that, I think. So is it going to go, you know, on your face or on your body, or you're going to put it in a, uh. In a napkin, but decide where it's, <laughs> <laughs> decide where it's going um, before it comes. At least have that conversation. So, um, yeah. yeah, what do you think, now?
1: <laughs> That's always such a funny question. So, um, uh, another homeboy I was talking to, he was. Uh... <laughs> Let me figure out how much I going to say. So he asked me, like, where do I want? You know, where do I like the? You know, where where do you? Where mm-hmm. would I like for him to come? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> oh no, baby, where at, it's
1: always a weird question because I don't want to spoil a moment, <laughs> but I, I want to be like, not in my mouth and not in my hair. Like, <laughs> I always want to say that, but I'll I hold back because <laughs> it ain't that ain't quite sexy. But, oh, um, you need a napkin, hold on, right? Right, hold on, hold on, <laughs> do it over there. But you know what you can really do to enjoy it more if you're if you're self-conscious that you you know You're not doing it correctly and you're not pleasing him ask him what he wants um, and i'm always a i'm always a fan of telling people to to go to porn Now I I always say go to gay porn and see how they are servicing each other because gay porn to me Seems to be more about technique and not theatrics. Um, if you if you go to hetero porn and you see, um you know, a, a woman give, an, um, give a given man head. Um that should be looking crazy. Like what is going on here? <laughs> you gonna choke this poor child. She ain't gonna baby she gonna die. But um but I, I suggest going to, to gay porn. If if you if you can you know if that's if that's not your thing, then um go to amateur porn. Um, because that's what real people fucking do. Um, and just look at that technique and go slow, try, you know, go slow, ask him what he wants. Um, and kind of have him give you a, a, a step by step play of exactly what he wants because every man is different, you know. Um, some men want you to, you know, cup their balls. Some men don't. Some men want you to, you know, do others. You know, just ask him what he wants, and then you know, take it from there. Don't be nervous. Um, when you get to that point, I don't know if you're um, a, a drinker, but you know, a shot always calms me down, or a glass of wine, or something. Just kind of right? um, <laughs> take the inhibition out of the whole situation, and you know, um, take the, you know, don't be, don't be scared. Don't stress yourself out about it you know, it's all in fun. And if you do something that is weird, you know, don't feel embarrassed about it. Laugh
0: it off. You know what I mean? Sex is, sex is great, but sex is also That's fun. fun you yeah. it can be fun. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, and I, I personally, I don't like hands. Like if I'm, if I'm, um, if I'm doing that, if I'm giving head, I don't want him to use his hands. Like if you put your
1: hands on my head, I swear <laughs> I will Everything's
0: done. We already done. <laughs>
1: don't do that.
0: Absolutely, don't do that. Yeah, like I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. So I do like to control the flow of it. But yeah, just and you know. But I do agree. Like, ask him what he wants in terms of like, where do you want to put this? <laughs> so, so we know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we know beforehand because uh, I don't put the shit in my hair or my eye. You know. Well, let me just tell you. So my ex, one day he we were. We were in the midst of, you know, whatever. And he came in my fucking eye. I, he laughed about it, girl, that made me sad. I, I was so <laughs> mad, that shit was not funny. It was in my eye, and I wear contacts. You know how fucking messy that is? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch! Take <laughs> my contacts out, clean my eye out. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, don't do that, boo. We, uh-uh. <laughs> I was yeah, that's, why,
0: that's why I said, like, there needs to be an, a meeting of the minds as to where this is going. You know, yeah. where, where are we put, where are we putting this? Because I don't know. Like,
1: could you <laughs> that could be your first and last time. <laughs> You know how my, my emotions really go. <laughs>
0: like, I don't know. If you, you smoke a cigarette and drink a Hennessy, we're not swallowing. I can promise you that. Right.
1: Shit, me tasting like uh,
0: gas. Gasoline. Gasoline and Guinness stuff. like oil. <laughs> <laughs> Grand opening, grand closing. We ain't not
1: doing it. Shit.
0: Oh yeah. But um oh. hopefully we gave some good advice. <laughs> just, just, just enjoy it. That's the yeah. most important part is to enjoy it. Right. That's all. <laughs> that's all. all right. Okay. So moving
1: right, on. Moving on all right <laughs> all right i think we gave some great advice
0: though
1: I think we did too i gotta stop laughing all mm-hmm. right <coughs> moving along all right so we are at the i reminisce i reminisce I
0: reminisce
1: show and it's my week and i chose the far side she keeps on passing me by
0: Was was this your shit? Go ahead and say
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) This was my shit. (laughs) When my younger days, I used to sport the shack when I went to see what I carry lunch in my bag. When an apple for the teacher, because I know we we'll get a kiss. You know, when these, this group came out, this was dismissed. Huh? And, um, you know, they're from California. They did not have a California look, they have a California sound. I kind of put them in the whole, even though their sound was different than like the native tongues, but their aesthetic and how they look, I just mm-hmm. kinda felt like they would just kind of fit right in that crew.
0: I agree. Especially this the group with fat lip, right? I always yeah. like to his- <laughs> <laughs> He had some fat lips.
1: <laughs> what can you do with some fat lips telephone player? <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, this is like one of my favorite songs from the nineties. It came out in nineteen ninety three. No, in the- my opinion, oh, wow. the golden era of hip hop. Um yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I really think the golden era is really the time that you come up as an adult, that you're kind of matriculating as an adult. So our golden era, there's going to be another golden era. Our generation is going to say they have the golden era. The people mm-hmm. before us, they said they had the golden era, so whatever. But I think this was the golden era time. Um, and this song was actually sampled, a sample of Quincy Jones and Valerie Simpson, Summer in the City.
0: It's a beautiful mm-hmm. song. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. song.
1: Yep. Yeah, this week I reminisce is far size. She keeps on passing me by. Yes,
0: that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, y'all. So moving on, we are now at the Support Black Businesses segment of the show where we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities and desire to build awareness of products made FUBU for us by us. So this week, in line with what we talked about in terms of dealing with stress and um Stressors. I wanted to highlight Inception. It is the first of its kind mental health gym. It's uh, in Farmington, Michigan. It was started by David and Tina McCuller, their mother and son, where they basically use neurofeedback technology to combat panic attacks anxiety, depression, and insomnia. So I love the idea. It's a mental health gym. So supposedly Drake used it before he started recording Scorpion, Steph Curry uses it. Um, they have something called float therapy, which when I, I am making a trip out to Michigan um, to use this, uh, to use this mental health gym. So yes, Inception, um, uh, great business that I wanted to talk about.
1: Wow. That's interesting. Wow, that's great. Do you have a website? <laughs>
0: Um, no, I forgot it, but, um, we're going to put it in the, on the, on our website. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Um, Podcast.com. Sounds
1: good. Yep. Sounds good.
0: All right. Okay. Well, we've come to the end. You can listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify, and also YouTube. You can follow us, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook if you want to. Visit That's What I'm Saying podcast.com. And now who do we always shout out? every every week we shout out our
1: super producer vegas world inc you can catch him on instagram and twitter he has a podcast himself called hip-hop now thank you so much for listening subscribing and liking us on social media until next week take care y'all care peace